Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, editorial director, here with Mara Levinsky, senior editor. Hi, everyone. So, Mara, we saw Linda Dano make her day's debut this week as Vivian, and I spoke to her for an interview in the new issue. Now, Linda said she had a great time there, and it reminded her of why she loves being a part of the daytime family and really how much she missed it. But she was also clear to point out that she is not taking the place of Louise Sorrell, who originated the role. Linda knows Louise. She knows this is Louise's part. She considers it like just filling in for a friend. But she did share a very funny story about her first day of filming. Uh, So she had studied all her dialogue, but she thought that Yvonne Guevara's character's name was pronounced Ivan and was only corrected when she got onto the set. So then she had to remember all of her lines, but she had to remember to change the pronunciation in her mind every time. And she said it made things definitely a little hectic. By the time she got back to her hotel room, she took a load off for sure. Um, But then I spoke to Sal Stowers, who plays Bonnie, who told me a similar story that she also got tripped up by his name because she thought it was Ivan. You know, there's a saying about how you should never mock someone for mispronouncing a word because it suggests that they've only read it before, not heard it pronounced. And I totally felt for Linda reading that story uh, because I can so understand how if you hear it in your head one way and practiced it that way, and then you have to say it another, it would be very stressful. Uh, Marcus Coloma told me a similar story recently that part of the challenge he faced in adjusting to the role of G.H.'s Nicholas was being able to fake sort of a trip off the tongue familiarity with all these names that were totally foreign to him, like Valentin Castanine, Lulu Falconeri, etc. And that the biggest challenge was his own character's name, which he had to state with confidence in the big scenes uh, where Nicholas burst into Nina and Valentin's failed wedding and revealed himself to be alive. Nicholas, Mikhail, Stravostovich, Castanine. Like, try saying that like you've been saying it your whole life. I mean, that is a mouthful. Um, Now, our new issue is devoted to Valentine's Day, and Days in particular is really pulling out all the stops to mark the romance. So we're going to see Stephen Kalis say, I do. Ben and Sierra will make a very special connection, and Lonnie and Eli will finally get their babies back. And, you know, it's great to be able to report such happy moments, because I know Days fans have been clamoring for some. We will also see a showdown between Laura and Gwen, who now knows that it was Laura who kept Jack from her all those years. Uh, That is definitely going to be a tune in. 
Young and Restless's Devon and Amanda will make love, which will not make the Elena Devon fans too happy, I imagine, but the Amanda Devon or Hillary Devon fans will be excited for that, I am sure. Well, GH is going to offer up some romance for Valentine's Day as well, but as a cautionary note to fans, it's actually not going to air until the week after the holiday because there were uh, some preemptions that pushed the show's February 14th into the week of February 15th. Uh, but I don't want fans to watch next week thinking that like the show forgot to get its Cupid on. Um, <laughs> another thing going on that fans can look forward to, ABC Daytime fans in particular, is a huge reunion of talent from All My Children, GH, and One Life that will be streaming on Thursday, February 11th. Um, so for many years running, you and I both got to be in the audience for the ABC Daytime Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Benefit Concerts that would take place once a year at Town Hall in New York City. And it was always such a fun night, packed with great live performances by everyone from Susan Lucci to Tony Geary. Uh, so to help raise money for those affected by the pandemic, the band is getting back together for a night of music and uh, new interviews as Susan and Tony are involved. So is Renee Elise Goldsberry, the Tony winning One Life alum, uh, Cameron Matheson, Vincent Rosari, Chriselle Staus, Cassie DePaiva, Brandon Barash, like just a whole host of stars. Uh, so while they will be raising money, and of course we hope that everyone who is able to donate will do so, watching it is free. So that's this coming Thursday at 8 p.m. ET. It's on the Broadway Cares YouTube channel. It's on the ABC app via uh, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, Apple TV, Roku, and also the local ABC station websites uh, will be broadcasting it. As, and uh, so too will the Good Morning America Facebook page. So there are a ton of ways to watch and it just should be like a fun, feel good night all the way around. It really sounds it, and I am so excited for this. I mean, Mara, I have so many incredible memories of going to the actual event through the years, and it feels like forever since we've seen, you know, many of these actors, mm -hmm. like, hi, Tony Geary, um, never mind seeing them perform. Uh, well, that is not the only big event happening. Um, on Friday, February 12th, we will see the return of Don Diamond to Young and the Restless, but as Bold and Beautiful's Bill. Now, we touched on this last week, but this week we have the man himself as our guest today to tell us all about it. So let's find out how Don Diamond felt about stepping back into Genoa City. Hi, Don. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. Um, well, thanks for joining us again. So good to be on your podcast. We are so happy to have you. Um, now, obviously, it was extremely exciting news to us that we would be seeing you back on Young and the Restless, but this time as your bold and beautiful alter ego, Bill Spencer. So tell us how you found out about the crossover. Uh, I believe it was my uh, our supervising producer, uh, Casey Kasperzik, that um, I think, yeah, I believe that's how I first heard about it. Uh, he said that they had uh, uh, requested me over there. So, uh, yeah, initially, I, 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 you know, I wasn't doing cartwheels. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, it, it was uh, you know, given how that all went down uh, over there, uh, at the, at the time, 11 years ago, um, that was, uh, you know, that was, uh, uh, a, a hurtful, uh, disconcerting, um, just, a uh, just, you know, initially, uh, incredibly unsettling and, and, um, uh, uncertain time. And, uh, you know, it, it, it happened through no fault of mine. And, uh, 
won't go into all those details, but um, uh, it's, it's not like I left with uh, the warmest feelings <laughs> uh, in the world. So, um, yeah, initially I, I, I really wasn't thrilled at the prospect. Uh, but as soon as my intellect took control of my emotional response, uh, th those feelings changed. And uh, when I heard I would potentially be working with Peter and Tracy, uh, that certainly um, uh, was, uh, you know, exciting for me. And that kind of warmed my heart. Uh, Peter and I are just dear friends. Tracy and I have known each other since high school. So, um, yeah, that, that quickly changed. And, uh, and I was looking forward to it. Well, uh, when the news broke, obviously, like, Steph and I were excited, but the fan base in general was excited, and I think it speaks to the fact that YNR fans still hold you and the character of Brad dear in their hearts. You know, what does that mean to you 11 years down the line? Well, that means a lot. As we all know, uh, soap fans are incredibly loyal, and you build a relationship unlike in any other medium. And uh, I still, of course, get... Uh, you know, comments about Brad on my, on my Instagram. Uh, so to, uh, I certainly never thought that I would be doing a crossover going back. How could I? Uh, so, um, yeah, I think the, for the fans, which is ultimately well, I mean, what, what's it for? That's what, it, <laughs> that's what it's about. Uh, I just think how fun for them and, uh, to, to be coming back as dollar bill, you know, that's, uh, that's it's great. It's really great. Mm -hmm. And it's dollar bill. I mean, it's as everyone will see, it's really him in all of his uh, in all of his arrogant, sarcastic glory. Mm -hmm. well, I think fans are certainly hoping for that based <laughs> on the comments we've gotten. Um, but let's first go back a little into your Young and Restless history. So when you joined the show, Brad was a gardener, inspired as we found out by the fact that Brad Stephanie, Bell was Stephanie, yeah. it really bugs me when people say that he was the gardener. Oh, what was it? All right. He had many and varied <laughs> responsibilities. Okay. 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 He was the groundskeeper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pool, hedges, grass. Well, see, I would refer to him as the pool boy, but that was how I saw yes. him in the beginning. Yes, it's a, it's offensive, Stephanie. Okay. Well, it's offensive. I'm so you know? sorry. So he had he had a much broader <laughs> skill set. <laughs> that is definitely my mistake. Okay. All right. I just had to get that off my chest. So I will say then, when I spoke to Golden Beautiful's executive producer, head writer Bradley Bell, he told yes. me that he was a gardener at the time that Brad Carlton was hired for all these varied responsibilities. That's what I hear. Yes. <laughs> Which I yes. was very tickled by. So now what stands out to you about your early years on the show and finding your way as Brad? Wow. Uh, so many so many things um i i had had you know the relatively uh, you know brief stint on uh, on days of our lives and and uh, that was not uh you know really a wonderful experience uh, personally yeah something wonderful came out of that professionally it was uh yeah it was it was rough and, and some of that was the way i was handled by the executive producer over there at the time and uh and some of that was of my own making and my uh i think uh, immaturity and a lack of uh professionalism and just being naive really um 
So uh, when I went over to uh, to Y and R, uh, I certainly uh, approached it. Uh, I think with a lot more professionalism. Uh, I had the great gift of having Wes Kenny uh, as uh, our executive producer, and I don't. Know if you, I'm sure you knew Wes. Uh, was that before your? I think it was before your time. Well, Wes was just a great guy, a real man's man, incredible amount of experience, an actor's uh, exec producer, really kind of a director, you know, really like a director. Um, And um, he just provided a really safe place for me to learn. And that's really what I wanted, what I I wanted to do. And after my first, after I shot my first scenes, I hear a knock on my dressing room door and it was Wes and he came to me and he said, you know, really nice first day, just stay focused. Let's keep working hard and, you know, uh, you know, moving forward, but, but great job today. And, and that was such a complete 180 from my experience at days of our lives. And, you know, having been, uh, an athlete growing up, you know, you get a foot up your ass by your coaches, but you also, uh, when you're performing well, you know, that that is for the best coaches, that's really acknowledged as well. And so I, I, uh, I really appreciated that. And uh, it's something that I understood, uh, given that my background is really, you know, athletics. So, um, so I had a great uh, love and respect for, for Wes. And uh, he was there, I guess, for my whole first year on the show, um, learned a lot from him. Uh, learned a lot, and then the, the baton was passed to Ed Scott, who learned under under Wes, and uh, Ed, of course, directed my screen test on YNR, and we still work together today. So, um, so that was uh, uh, a smooth transition, um, and working with working with Beth Maitland, who I love dearly, and she's such a tremendous talent and such a wonderful person, and. Uh, uh, even even working with uh, with Terry Lester, um, <laughs> may he rest in peace. Who who was not really warm and fuzzy, and uh, did not make it easy uh, for me. But that in itself was a tremendous learning experience. Um, really a challenge, and really uh, forced me to be extremely prepared for anything. And. Uh, um, God, just everybody, uh, you know, Eileen and, and just so, so many wonderful, uh, wonderful talents and professionals and all the directors, uh, uh, Steve Wyman, uh, who was directing YNR at that time. And I would work with Steve outside of the show on my scripts and he was really, uh, uh, you know, really good coach. And I learned a lot from Steve. So just very blessed, uh, uh, to be, uh, in that circumstance. Uh, well, Brad was in a number of pairings that I remember with great fondness. So I think we should talk about some of the wonderful women, some of whose names have already come up, some of whose haven't, that you were with okay. on uh, Young and the Restless. Okay, so. I left out Jerry Douglas, by the way. Jerry, wonderful. Just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy. Terrific actor. Wonderful guy. A guy you don't hear anyone Sorry. say anything bad about. Jerry Douglas. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll continue. All right. So, okay. You touched on Bra- uh, Beth Maitland, of course, uh, a great history between those two characters. And you mentioned your friendship with Tracy Bregman, but tell us more about Tracy Bregman. Uh, well, Tracy and I literally were friends since, since high school. See, she was talking about it when we worked, uh, you know, the, the other day, last week. Uh, that I had, you know, dated some of her friends. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> in high school, yes, 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 yes. 
yeah, I think she mentioned their names. In fact, Lisa, Lori. Um, yeah. So, uh, so she enjoys, you know, really enjoys bringing that up. But yeah, that's how far we go back. Wow. Maybe before it might even be junior high that we have mutual acquaintances. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a long time. <laughs> that really is. And the poor thi- the poor thing is aged so poor. <laughs> She's just right. It's, it's sad. She's really got to got to start taking care of herself. I know, I know. If only. Um, <laughs> okay, so tell us about working. Uh, you mentioned Eileen. Let's talk a little more about Eileen and working together with her at YNR. Um, well, there are different incarnations of that, right? There was working with Eileen before we were uh, in a relationship, and there was worked with Eileen after when she came back, and they were they were very different circumstances. Uh, we kind of like to break each other's balls, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the, in the earlier days of, uh, of, of YNR. Um, uh, but again, just, you know, just really, really just so uh, talented, but the, the work that we did uh, when she came back um, and we were you know, married on the show and had the cancer storyline, that just a lot of the work we did uh, was really, uh, I think wonderful, and um, again, just I'm just really blessed to have worked with with such talented actors and actresses, and Eileen certainly stands out among them. Well, Brad was also, you know, involved with uh, one Ms. Nikki Newman for a hot second. So tell us, what you remember yes, about with melody like that. I uh, I hate melody; <laughs> just the worst. Oh, I got a headache just thinking about it. Uh, oh, Melody, she's just, uh, she's, you know, she's legendary. Melody is, is amazing. So funny. Such a great sense of humor. Uh, we spent a lot of time laughing. Um, but yeah, just, again, just, uh, just really uh, a blessing. Um, but yeah, we, we, we did, we laughed a lot. Well, Heather Tom is someone who you certainly crossed paths with in Genesis. Oh, my girl. Connected with, obviously, all the beautiful. How would you describe sort of the, you know, trajectory of your relationship? So I'd been on, uh, you know, for a while at that point, I started in 85. So I'd been on six years and, and uh, I just so clearly remember uh, seeing, you know, her first day or those first few days and just marveling. You just immediately saw the exceptional talent uh, that she was and is. And um, that certainly sticks out in my mind. And they kind of flirted with, uh, with our characters on Wine Arbor, never really did meet with it. And... Um, I guess when, when, and, and I was so, you know, sorry when she left the show and I uh, would keep in touch with her and watched her work. And when she was in New York and, and would always comp, you know, reach out if I happened to see something she did. And I would always uh, reach out to her and let her know how wonderful um, uh, the work was or when she was nominated or won, I would, you know, I just always reach out to her and keep in touch. And uh, uh, I guess when word got out that I was coming to B and B, uh, Heather had emailed Brad, I want Don Diamond. And I guess she's, the story has been chronicled, right? I guess we know about this. So um, I was just so flattered, flattered by it um, when somebody with her level of talent uh, wanted to, to work with me to the point that she would reach out to the, to the showrunner about it. That just really warmed my heart. And I was really flattered. And uh, my God, it's, she is she is in a class by herself. She is as good as it gets, um, both as a uh, professional and as a person. 
And uh, it has been just my great, my great joy and great blessing to, to work opposite Heather. Um, we, we laugh as much as we, you know, do these uh, gut-wrenching <clears throat> scenes. And um, the, the best thing about her is, is as talented she is, and uh, is she's just no pretense at all. I mean, she's just she's just the, just the best person uh, to work with. So uh, she takes her work obviously very seriously, but does not take herself uh, too seriously. So I, I'd like to think we share that in common. But just uh, my my greatest probably professional blessing has been working with Heather. Uh, well, when Brad did have a very serious involvement with Victoria, it was when uh, Amelia Heinley had taken over the role. Yes. About working with the not so shabby Amelia. Amelia. Not so shabby at all. Again, again, she is, uh, you know, just surrounded by them. I've really just been so fortunate. She, again, just another wonderful talent. Uh, just exceptional and as 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 sweet as a human can be. <laughs> she is just funny and uh, kind, and uh, I only have the fondest memories uh, working with her. And I still, you know, whenever I see her um, uh, uh, in the hallway, or we bump into each other up in you know in in, in, uh, in the Palisades or whatever, it's just all it it it, it is it is uplifting to be around to be around Amelia, just such great energy. Mm -hmm. Well, you did mention this at the beginning, that it was a blow uh, in 2009 when Brad was killed off. Certainly YNR fans were shocked and disappointed by it. Um, but you had a very triumphant next chapter uh, because Brad Bell snapped you up to play Bold and Beautiful's Bill. So what do you remember mm -hmm. about those early conversations about moving across the hall? <laughs> Well, the earliest conversation, uh, I, I, I think you know this, but the earliest conversation was, was uh, minutes after I was fired on YNR. It was as I was standing at the elevator, having just uh, walked out of the YNR production offices, and I'm standing at the elevator, uh, a bit shell shocked, and I just looked down the hall at the Bold and Beautiful sign, and I was like, F this. And, and I literally walked down the hall from the elevator, walked up to Erica, who was at the front desk. And uh, I said, hey, and it was you know later in the day. And I said, is Brad still happy to be here? And she said, yeah, he's here. Well, I said, do you think, uh, could you see if he has uh, a couple minutes to talk to him? We tell him I'm here. And she did. And Brad had me come into his office. And he was on a phone call with Michael Menace. And he uh, he joked around, hey, we'll, we'll get uh, you know we'll get uh, down to jump ship and come over to, to Bold and Beautiful. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what happened. <laughs> he said, all right, Michael, I'll call you back and we you know, sit down with Don. And he said, so hey, what's going on? <laughs> I said, well, your brother just fired me, and uh, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> and, and you could like pick him up off the floor. He was just did not have a clue. Totally shocked by it. Um, you know, it's a long story, but we had a whole conversation uh, about it. And he said, well, let me see if they're really married to this and what's going on. And maybe we can bring Brad over to, to, uh, to B&B. &B. I said, well, that will be challenging, Brad, because they're killing the character. Who was named after him, as you already, yes. already pointed out. He's like, what? <laughs> what? And uh, he said, let me look into this. I'll call you. Uh, and this was the day before Thanksgiving, by the way. Um, so... <laughs> He said, let me, let me look into it and see what's going on. And he called me Monday and he said, yeah, they are. And um, he, 
he said, let me, uh, you know, let's just see if what we can do about this moving, moving forward. Maybe I can come up with something. And I guess in the meantime, Eric Braidman, Peter Bergman, Michelle Stafford, Eileen, but everybody had called, unbeknownst to me, had called Brad to say, you got to get Don Diamond on your show. Peter said, you need Don Diamond on your show. You don't have somebody like that. And Eric did the same. And uh, I was just so moved by that. So moved by it. And, um, uh, you know, there's some other stuff in between. But lo and behold, I get that. I get a voicemail from Brad. And uh, said, hey, Don, it's Brad Bell. Call me. And he, <laughs> and, call me. And uh, he left, left his home number. And uh, I called him. And he told me that he created this character for me and described the you know, gave me an outline of who he was and asked me if I'd be interested in, uh, in playing it. And I, uh, I said, can I have some time to think about it? He said, yeah, of course. And I immediately responded, okay, I thought about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. And, um, you know, the rest, as they say, is, is history. But Brad, I, I've got to say, um, and I've, <laughs> I've said it a million times and, and I always feel like I need to say this isn't sucking up because it just isn't. It is fact. He is, he is, he has such a collaborative nature. Um, you know, he was my champion and, and he really, uh, uh, after giving me the outline really gave me the ball and let me run with this character from the way he dresses to the facial hair, to the demeanor, to the attitude, to just, um, I just really understood this, him right off the bat. And, uh, really thought it was just so paramount that he look as different as possible. And um, uh, given that look at look as different and, and just have a, a different sensibility about him, given that I had just been Brad a couple of months, a few months before for so many years. And uh, he agreed with, with all of that. And yeah, just really uh, gave me the freedom to flesh out the character. I mean, that's what he paid me for, right? That's still what he pays me for is, is to do that. Uh, but um, just, just the best guy. If I have a problem with the scene or something I'm concerned about, he's always there to talk about it. He might agree, he might disagree, but he is uh, always available and uh, just has such a, a, a wonderful collaborative nature and um, uh, just secure enough with himself, you know, that, um, that he's willing to, to talk and, and listen when there are concerns. And, and it's really been uh, just to the absolute betterment of uh, Bill's development over, over the years. So I can't say enough about, uh, about Brad. You've had such a great vantage point uh, in your years at YNR and then B&B at front row seat to like the Bell family dynasty magic. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts and memories of Brad's parents, Bill and Lee. Mm. Oh, I, I could actually just get, uh, get uh, emotional. You know, one of the things after I was uh, let go at, at, at YNR, I had sent um, I had sent Bill uh, um, a gift. I think it was a a, a, a Christmas gift um, when I had left the show by choice um, after eleven years. Uh, I had just never been out in the business, and I just really kind of wanted the freedom to experience that. And I thought if I didn't do it now, when would I do it? And um, so I had given him this gift, and this was, uh, it was an ink, it was a fountain pen, an ink pen. And uh, he wrote the note using that pen. And uh, 
the the uh, the last line. I won't read the whole thing, but the last line was, uh, "I miss you and your talent. Please know I'll always have a place for you on Y and R." With great feeling, Bill. So I showed that to Brad, and he was really taken aback by it. Um, uh, he, you know, Bill wasn't necessarily sort of warm and, and fuzzy in in that. You know, with with everybody, but I think because of um, losing my dad and my brother very early on in my tenure at, at, at YNR, uh, which was extraordinarily difficult uh, on me, and um, I, I think uh, that Bill just had you know, a bit of you know paternal feelings <laughs> uh, uh, toward me, and and, um, and uh, I, I think we you know we had a relationship maybe a little bit different. Than, than other actors uh, on on the show. He uh, he brought me up to his office at one point. Uh, it was either after my dad or my brother passed, and he just wanted to check in on me and see how I was doing, which I was very, which I really appreciated. And uh, um, so I had that note, and uh, I showed that to him, and and uh, Brad was just really touched by it and taken aback uh, by it that his dad had actually kind of penned all that, you know, penned those. Uh, what he had penned and expressed those feelings. And, um, uh, so suffice it to say, uh, I just have, you know, genuine love and affection for his parents and Lee, uh, always equally supportive. In fact, this is a great story. After I'd been on, I'd started, you know, I'd been airing on B and B for, you know, a few weeks, I guess. And, uh, I get a call from a number I didn't recognize and I answer it and it's Brad. And he said, hey, Don, I have somebody on the phone that wants to talk to you. He's your biggest fan. I was like, okay, all right, who is it? And next thing I hear is, Don, it's Lee Bell. <laughs> and I am your biggest fan. I just love what you're doing with Bill Spencer on Bold and Beautiful, and you just keep doing it. <laughs> and it was... It was like, and then so we talk, we talk a bit, and uh, and Brad gets back on the phone. He said, "Well, there you have it from the co from the co creator," and uh, it was very very sweet, and uh, I was so uh, touched by that, and that was a real validation. Uh, you know, Lee was wonderful. I had more interaction with Bill than I did with Lee over the years at on uh, on YNR, but it's like when Lee speaks. It's significant, <laughs> you know, when she brings something to your attention or she lets you know that she likes something or didn't like something, um, uh, that, uh, that carried weight. Mm -hmm. And uh, for her to ex express herself with so much enthusiasm, uh, that just meant the world to me. So uh, I just really had so much respect for both of them and so much affection for them. And uh, it was just a gift for me to... Uh, to work with the two of them for those many, many years. Now, even though there was a possibility maybe of Bold and Beautiful when you left YNR, um, can you describe just sort of what you went through after leaving YNR and you know, what kind of mourning process yeah, there was? I was, uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, again, it was just hurtful and, and uh, just so kind of out of the blue. And this is how I make my living and had for you know, like 23 years or something. And um, even in those couple of years or year and a half, whatever it was when I wasn't there, my character was still talked about. I was in touch with all my friends uh, from the show. So it was 
kind of like I'd left, but hadn't really left. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, uh, so now I was, uh, I was hurt. I was angry, um, uh, out of sorts, unsettled. You know, now it was, okay, well, get an agent, start doing the actor dance, right? Start going on interviews and doing your thing. And that's what I was doing. Um, uh, I, I certainly didn't lay around feeling sorry for myself uh, at all. It was just, all right, take that punch, get up, <laughs> and, uh, and keep rolling. And, um, and that's what I was doing. It's as simple as that. A tremendous support from my incredible wife and my children. Uh, Cindy was just uh, amazing from from the moment I was notified on the stage that they wanted to see me upstairs. I knew that wasn't good, and uh, I called her from the dressing my dressing room before I went upstairs, and she was just you know hold your head high and you just you be you and <laughs> everything's going to be fine and you know whatever happens happens. She was just amazing, just really uh, supportive through that whole process. And um, in fact, she was in the car with me when I got the call from Brett about Bill Spencer. So um, thankfully, it, it uh, wasn't uh, wasn't very long between uh, uh, Brad's demise and and Bill's birth. So, in terms of the the pendulum shift uh, of emotion as well, what did it mean to you? Not just that you got a new gig, uh, but that Bill was such a hit, like right away, not just with Lee Bell, although, you know, not to knock the importance of that, uh, but Steph and I were talking, uh, I think last week on the podcast about how how really difficult it is to imagine this the B&B universe for the last decade plus without your presence. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very sweet of you to say that. Uh, but, well, let me try to take this in order. So, yes, getting the job was incredible, but getting a job and keeping a job are two different things. Uh, uh, particularly when it is just all about is the character character going to work or not work. Uh, uh, also, when you when you're an island, when you when you start a show, and, and for the most part, Bill really was an island. There was a, a sister um, on the show, but she wasn't a presence. So Bill was really uh, an island, and uh, I was fully aware that uh, getting the job is great, but keeping the job was another deal. And it's a half hour show. So there's only so much room on a half hour show in particular. And uh, he had to be uh, exceptionally impactful uh, to be able to stick around. And uh, I would be lying if I said that I didn't have that uh, in my, in my head. Um, he had to really stand out and, uh, the who the guy was allowed for that um, in terms of the outline of who he was allowed for that. And um, I just really saw clearly what I wanted him to be uh, in exceeding the in exceeding Brad's expectations. And Brad made it very clear to me that he had very high hopes for this character. He needed the character to work. He had cast other actors in various roles and they just uh, didn't um, didn't take off uh, didn't work for various reasons so uh, that was my mindset uh, kind of Bill's mindset was yeah. my <laughs> Bill is was, was my was my mindset which was when at all costs take no prisoners um, you know if something's got to give it's not going to be me 
And um, uh, so that was kind of the first part. Tell, what, what did you then ask me? Post well, I think what, what the fan response meant to you. you know, the oh, oh yes, of course, of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So, so um, uh, I, I, I didn't necessarily know what the fan response was, you know, um, uh, but I, I, I knew what Brad's response was, which was, uh, which was just, he was over the moon. And um, a soap opera digest response <laughs> was, I believe, was best new character. Of course. Uh, oh nine. Uh, People magazine's response was uh, uh, the sexiest man alive issue. Yeah. Um, so that all happened post being fired and then becoming becoming Bill. Your guys' uh, acknowledgement. Uh, People magazine. Uh, other outlets. Um, other media. So it was, uh, it, I, you know, it's real hard for me to put it a word. It was really emotional. It was, uh, it, it was uh, uh, professionally, personally, it just meant uh, the world uh, to me and um, life-changing ultimately, you know, uh, life-changing. And, and then to have the character spawn the Spencers and, you know, the, Spencer Dynasty. I take tremendous amount of pride in that. Mm -hmm. Well, do you remember having a feeling of I think this guy's working, or like this is this is going to be a thing? Bill Stig. Yeah, I think in that first over the course of that first story, when with with uh, going after Eric Forrester and Donna had to sleep with Bill if otherwise Bill's going to you know there. Yeah, I just knew that was really, uh, I knew it was working. I knew that Bill was different than any other character on the show, certainly of it. And, um, and I could just, yeah, kind of get by the way he was being written and Brad's reaction and other actors' reactions uh, that it was working. And I knew just from what I was doing, I just, I just knew it was, I just knew it was working. He was becoming exactly what I wanted him uh, uh, to be. And, and that could never just be villainous. You know, he could, he had to be multi-dimensional. You really had to see the colors of this, uh, of this guy. And um, I think we were seeing it and, and fans were just really being uh, touched by him. Mm -hmm. I just want to say when you were like, I'm going to be honest, I, that stuff was in my head when I was creating Bill. I think that's something to wear with pride because to me that shows you're savvy from being around the world of soap opera and seeing people work and not work and people come and go. Like you knew what you had to do. I think that that's very shrewd. Yes, I've seen him come. I've seen him go. I've seen worked with people that are like, why are you even an actor over the course of my, uh, of my career? This is too scary for you. Or, mm -hmm. you know, you don't bring anything to the table or, uh, um, you know, again, I just had the benefit of working with really wonderful people. Uh, yes, I had the benefit of a lot of experience by that time and just life experience. Mm -hmm. You know, life is, it is competitive. <laughs> it just is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you better, uh, you, you better, and I talk about my kids, you know, with this, whatever you're going to do, you better be determined to be the best at it. Somebody always wants what you've got. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's the way it is. The world is competitive, ever more competitive. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's not give your bold and beautiful leading lady short shrift. Um, we talked about your young restless co-stars. We talked about Heather Tom and those. So let's talk about Catherine Kelly Lang and working with her. Just another, <laughs> another great blessing. Uh, just, 
you know, stupendous talent, uh, amazing. Uh, again, just such a wonderful person, such a great sense of humor. Um, uh, 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 what do I say beyond that? Kelly brings it all the time. You know, she just brings it and has as the face of the show. She has brought it from day one, continues to bring it today. And uh, again, somebody who's who uh, takes her work very seriously, but doesn't take herself uh too seriously and and uh i just so enjoy being in her company and um uh i mean how lucky am i uh, here it's it's uh, heather and kelly and these have been uh my leading ladies uh you know during the course of my time on the show so uh just you know the luckiest guy in the business mm -hmm. and you gotta add the lovely jacqueline kinnis wood to that list ah yeah right. uh, yes fans uh, are gonna want to uh, from that what am i thinking <laughs> what am i thinking well you've just thrown so many women at me <laughs> it's hard to keep track um uh okay that that's a bit different that's a bit different because uh I have watched, in Jackie's case, really watched her turn into the powerhouse that she is today. Um, you know, she was a kid when we were working together and, and learning, like I was at that time in my life, right? And, um, and you could see that she had so much raw ability. And when she really uh, began to, to connect emotionally to material, and um, just mature as an actress and grow as an actor. You, like you watched it right before your eyes. And um, she's so beautiful. And then to back it up uh, with that talent, what a combination, right? right? And we've seen that, we saw that in the last, really truly in the last couple of years uh, on Full Tilt. Um, just again, right before our eyes to watch her blossom uh, extraordinarily. And... Uh, um, it's just been just a great gift for me to, to work with her and watch the process, mm -hmm. uh, at the same time. And she's so freaking funny. <laughs> uh, she is, she's just so funny again, uh, you know, beautiful and talented and the best person, mm -hmm. just the best person. She's wonderful. Um, it was pretty funny, uh, because when she had been nominated, that would have been year before last that she won, right? Yeah, 20. Year before last, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, I was so excited for her. And I think, was Heather nominated as well that year or no? I don't remember. I think she was, maybe. I think she was. I don't remember off the top of my head, but, but I, look it up. Well, yeah, I'm sure you can research That's that. Yeah, look it up. I believe she was. So I was like, oh, God, I'm betwixt and between. <laughs> <laughs> but I did feel like this is going to be Jackie's year. So I was there, and I think I had presented with Darren that year. So um, I was in my seat and I was just starving. And I knew that her category seemed to be a bit down the, from what I looked at, okay, I have time to quickly, you know, get to the green room, grab just something to eat and then get back to my seat. So that's what I do. Cindy's there. I, I make my way through the corridors, around the back, you know, through Hill and Dale to get to the green room thinking, I'm, but I'm good. I've got time. And I'm standing in the green room like with the pizza in my mouth. <laughs> and then I see the monitor and the best actress. I'm like, ah! 
ah, I must have looked like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, what's meh, meh, what's the character? <laughs> the, oh, the <laughs> Road Wiley Coyote and the Road yeah, Roadrunner. Thank you. And the Roadrunner were like, I, my feet went up in the air and like they were spinning and I, I wasn't going anywhere. Literally, no exaggeration. Almost knocking a couple of people over as I make my way to get back to my seat and I sit down right as they are about to announce. And sure enough, it's Jackie who's seated just in front of me. And uh, I was just, uh, I just over the moon, absolutely over the moon, overjoyed uh, for her. And she, uh, <clears throat> she shouted me out. I was obviously very involved in that storyline. And, uh, and she shouted me out, which is very sweet. And then uh, it's on my Instagram. I, I went backstage as soon as she walked off stage. I wanted to run back and hug her, congratulate her. And we have a beautiful picture with her holding her Emmy. And, uh, and it was so sweet. She said, you know, I got up, I was so nervous. And she said, I looked at you smiling at me and, you know, just giving me the, <laughs> you did it. So she said, it just calmed me right down. <laughs> as soon as I made eye contact, you would calm me down. So, uh, you know, I really felt like I was part of, part of it leading up to her, of course, uh, uh, winning and uh, so happy to, to be there to, uh, to support her and then to get that picture with her uh, backstage. So yeah, with Jackie, it's, it's been a little bit different than everybody else just watching her tremendous growth uh, as, uh, as an actress over the years. And uh, every, every, uh, every plot that she gets is, uh, is so well-deserved. Did you ever reunite with the pizza you abandoned? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't remember, but I'm sure I would imagine that I, that at that point then I was like free to go. And, well, then I had to wait just in case. I think I had to wait at that point for, you know, just for, for the show. So to see who won. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't remember if the pizza fell by the wayside. Or not. Uh, you know, I just, I just need to know that you got that. So, uh, you mentioned, of course, that the success of Bill, uh, but got, the Spencer family uh, taking prominence on the show. Do you ever take the time to lord it over Scott Clifton and Darren Brooks that they wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for that? All the time. <laughs> Every chance I get. Yes. Without me, you are nothing. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 <laughs> yes. If they're giving me a hard, if they're giving me a hard time, yes, I take every opportunity <laughs> to remind them that they need to, you know, kneel at the altar of, of daddy. <laughs> I try to, you know, I try to, I put, I put that in on the show. You may notice often that you know who your daddy is. <laughs> yeah. So I do, I do. Uh, there are certainly elements of my, uh, of my sarcasm that, uh, that very much uh, contribute to, uh, to Bill and his interactions with his, with his children. <laughs> well, sarcasm is a beautiful quality to bring to anything, I think. Yeah, um, definitely a key element of, of Dollar Bill for sure. So how often have you been to the Y&R set since you left the show? Well, the set, yeah, I've gone over there a couple of times like for anniversary, you know, for Mel's anniversary or right. Eric's anniversary or Peter, you know, for something like that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've walked over, uh, walked over to the, to, the, to the set. And was there ever like a weird feeling in doing so, that place that was so familiar? Or no, you had no hard feelings towards that room itself or that floor itself? Yeah, just, yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I would walk through those doors and all of us would be standing over there just a bit. Not an overwhelming, not, you know, just huh, kind of a, huh, you know, just huh, kind of a little, little weird walking, yeah, being over here again. So tell us what it was like to actually like walk back onto the YNR set to film. It was 
Well, when I initially went over, it was sort of uh, uh, just a bit unsettling. Uh, it's, you know, it's not the same place that it was when I was there. And when you have a director introducing himself and the producer is introducing herself and so nice to have you. <laughs> um, that uh, that was just uh, just a different experience. So, um, yeah, so kind of uh, a bit, a bit, uh, I guess I think unsettling is sort of, uh, you know, the right, the right word. Um, but when it came down to shooting the scenes, it was great. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was at once, particularly with Peter and Tracy, it was at, at once, like so much time had gone by and like no time had gone by at the same time, being though a different character. Right. Uh, yeah. So just, just uh, kind of weird. And that's really the best, the best way that I can say it. It was, wow, this is just odd and strange and uh, feels like this was ages ago and yesterday at the same time. <laughs> so Peter in particular, you know, really Peter, because Peter, we, we worked together so much. Yeah. Uh, and we used to joke uh, that at one point, it's like we run every magazine cover together, <laughs> every single one. So we were, we were a super couple. Uh, yeah. And uh, we joked about that. So uh, doing this again with Peter uh, just warmed my heart and uh, having him walk into the scene, which is how, how initially uh, uh, we see uh, uh, Jack and Bill's interaction uh, was just so fun. So fun. And it sounds back to the future. It sounds to me from uh, the, the the happiness I'm hearing that YNR did a good job of staying true to Bill and capturing Bill's essence in the scripts. Well, on, uh, honestly, that that um, that when I initially saw what had been written, it was more generic. It wasn't really Bill. It was just kind of this guy, generic version of. Oh, hello. Ah, nice to see you. Nice to see you again. Ah, you know, <laughs> hello, Jack. A little bit. Yeah, it was, it was kind of that. And um, uh, I called Josh and uh, Josh Griffith and Tony. Um, and I had expressed that, you know, if we're going to do this, he's got to be full blown, full blown bill, dollar bill. And um, uh, in sort of all his glory, like I described to you before, not even really like the bill that that is on a and b right now with the bill. I want my family back and I want you back and I'm sorry and I'm do better. And, I, you know, all of that. Uh, I, I had to have I had to give myself, well, what's the, you know, what reason does he have? What does Bill have to go to Genoa City for? Right. <laughs> so. So for my backstory, it's, uh, well, Bill's going to go. He doesn't want to do it on a Zoom call. He doesn't want to send his children. Bill wants to go to pee on his territory. <laughs> Bill wants to go to mark. Yeah, he wants to go mark his territory. If there's going to be this collaboration, uh, he is kind of going there to lay the ground rules and uh, be Bill and all of his uh uh, let's just make clear who the alpha dog is here. And um, um, uh, yeah, as I said, it's kind of lay the, lay the groundwork. Why else would he possibly go? Um, and I also thought it would be, it was more interesting if there was uh, some history between these characters. It wasn't, you know, had with the Lauren Fenmore character, maybe it wasn't just that there was a, been a, you know, a sort of a cursory handshake meeting from years gone by. And the same thing with, with Jack, 
um, I, I liked kind of establishing that there maybe was some kind of history with Lauren and some kind of history with Jack and uh, something where the audience would be entertained. Um, and I say this all the time, you know, I, I kind of don't just think of myself as an actor, but an entertainer. And um, scenes need to be fun and interesting and a certain dynamic has to be present so that those scenes are not are are entertaining our entertainment um, for the audience. And I, that's kind of what I wanted uh, this to be if we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, Josh and Tony were wonderful and we just uh, changed things up to establish, Oh, there's some history with these characters. Interesting. And it allowed bill to be, to be bill. So I won't say more than that. I'll let, let you guys, let you guys see that for yourselves. I mean, and that, again, that's my job. My job if, is, is to uh, make it fun, have a dynamic present, uh, make it interesting. And if you guys want to bring me over there, then I just want to, uh, I just want to do my job and, and well, let's collaborate and make this something really fun and interesting and entertaining for the audience uh, to watch and the fans to watch. Well, would you go back if asked? Um, yeah, if it's, if it's what I just described, described, um, sure. If, if there is something interesting that's being written and something that I can, uh, bring to it, um, where he's not this homogenized version of bill, but he is, he is the dollar bill that everybody uh, knows and loves and hates, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then sure. Yeah, sure. Tell us what we can expect to see happening on bold and beautiful with bill. Uh, well, it's an interesting uh, dynamic because Bill is on B&B, &B, as, as we know, he is uh, has tremendous clarity about his feelings for Katie, about his uh, recognizing what she means to him, um, his love for her, uh, that she's ultimately the best thing that ever happened to him. And he's got to stop with the his self-destructive nature and uh, never being able to get out of his own way. And uh, and I think uh, what informs ultimately uh, Bill's emotional challenges and his self-destructive nature is that he really does not feel worthy for all of his bluster. Um, he's a bastard child and he does not, uh, he is constantly having to prove himself and prove that he's worthy. Um, so he gets in his own way and he's really trying to get a grip on that. As, as we are seeing in the air shows. So at the same time, he goes over to Genoa City, and that's a professional circumstance where uh, he's going to go over there. Why else would he go there? Why does, didn't he just do a Zoom call? Why didn't he send the children? He had, well, uh, because he wants to go mark his territory and let everybody know, uh, you know, you're getting into business with me. I'm the big dog, and um, I'm going to kind of knock you off your feet, keep you unsettled. Um, and that's why, for me, that's why he goes there. I couldn't think of any other reason <laughs> for Bill to go to Genoa City. And, and you'll see that. And I think you will, you will see that right off the bat. It's, um, you know, he's in the ring and he's throwing uh, jabs and just, uh, just wanting uh, everybody to know that he's present. As only and, he can. Uh, and that, yes, and that he, uh, you know... You never, you're, you're, yeah, he just wants to make people kind of uh, unsettled and maybe be a little bit wary, but 
he just goes and he has some fun with, with, the, with the folks over there. Well, sounds great. We certainly look forward to seeing you on both shows. So everyone tune in on Friday, February 12th to see you Young and the Restless for the first time since 2009. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Tune in, everybody. It's going to be fun. Well, Don, we thank you so much for joining us and talking to us and spending time with all these stories and telling us what's going on with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Don Diamond for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.